This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, I'm Ashley Lemieux, and I'm here to help you uncover the greatest power in your life. You! After going on my own healing journey, I realized I was looking for the wrong thing, a way out. But I didn't need a way out. What I really needed was a way in, to fully uncover who I am. Each week I'll be sharing tangible tools and inspiring interviews to help you create a clear pathway forward in areas of your life that you might feel stuck or overwhelmed in. I'm not here to be the expert on your life. You are. What I want is to help you believe that. So get ready to reframe your thoughts, reimagine your future, and reclaim your power. Are you ready? I am. In all of our different life circumstances, in all of our different backgrounds, in all of the different places that we live and what we do for work and our beliefs, there's been one thing this year that has united or brought together the entire world to be experiencing the same thing. And that is that we are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. And I know because I've heard from so many of you and because I have felt it myself that this year has brought so many unknowns. When COVID first was introduced to us at the beginning of this year, when then in the spring, when things started first shutting down for those of us who are in the United States, there was this feeling of, well, how long is this going to last? What does this look like? What does this mean for me? And as time has gone on, we all have been experiencing more and more change um, that we didn't originally see coming. And it feels like a pressure cooker sometimes, doesn't it? And especially right now as we're hitting into the fall, I know school's starting for so many people. There's new decisions with that that you've never had to deal with before. There's job layoffs, there's job changes, there's more working from home. And then on top of all of everything going on, we still have our own personal lives that we're living. We're still dealing with grief and loss and joy and happiness inside of a pandemic. And the only thing that's been consistent this year, in my opinion at least, is that change is happening every single day. Which is why I wanted to talk about today this episode of I Am Embracing Change During a Pandemic. What does that look like? How can I best pivot and make changes in my life so that I don't feel like I'm swimming upstream all of the time? Something that I've learned is that change is harder when we resist and reject it. And I think in the beginning, at least for me, is that in order to help cope with the pandemic, I would tell myself, well, this isn't going to last very long. Uh, Things will be back to normal soon. Um, We'll be able to travel again. We'll be able to go to the store again normally shortly. This is just for right now to keep everyone safe, but then it's going to change. 
And not much has changed since then. And that was several months ago. And if you think of your life kind of in this pre-pandemic world, I just kind of chuckled, but it's not funny because my life is probably like yours where it's totally different. The week before my state really shut down, I was still pregnant. We had just moved into a new house. We were going to be planning and releasing in-person retreats to be doing with you guys this year. There were just so many things that just felt so exciting and our family was growing and so many things were moving forward that I was just so excited about. And now, months later, everything that I kind of feel like I had in that moment is it's gone now. And now we're dealing with a new reality. There are five things that I have really tried to cling to and that have really helped me through this change. Something I will say is that I normally love change. I'm the type of person where I love changing up like what I'm doing every day. Routines just drive me insane. I don't even want to drive the same way to the grocery store every day. Like I don't want to do the same thing every morning when I get ready. It just, I get bored easily. Um, And so I like changing things up. And so as we're talking about change today, that's not the type of change that we're talking about. The type of change we're talking about is, is the true feelings that we have about life, the safety that we feel, the things that are in our everyday that was once normal that now isn't. And so now we have to find a new way to uh, approach our lives and we, we need to find a new way to create a path for ourselves. Tell me if you feel this way. Um, You can even just like shake your head silently, yes, or raise your hand. But do you just kind of feel like you're walking down the path of 2020 and then out of nowhere, the biggest boulder that has ever been created was just plopped down in front of your path and that there is no way over it. There's no way around it. There's no way to get on top of it to see what's coming next. Can't turn backwards because there's like cactus, pokey cactus right behind you. So if you turn around, you're just going to get smashed by those. And so you're just kind of stuck hoping that this boulder moves by some force of nature or miracle or whatever. To me, that's how 2020 has felt. But then I realized that there are ways, there are tools to get around that boulder. There are different paths that we can take. And if we are open to change, and if we, if, if we can invite ourselves to kind of loosen the grip a little bit that we have on our lives and start trying to experience things in a different way that maybe we can still find peace on our path and we can still find hope and joy and forward momentum and and maybe the destination is going to be different than it originally was. But I think that really embracing change means that that's okay, that it's okay for us to not be in control. So there's five things that I've been doing and really thinking about and really trying to implement every day that I want to share with you because it's made a really big impact on my year. Now, the first one is to not be fear-driven. And this is really hard. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this is 
that a lot of times, for example, with the pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen next, even just from a worldwide view, but then even in our own lives of, well, what's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my husband's job? What's going to happen to my kids, you know, in school and these projects or the loneliness I feel? We feel the fear and fear often comes from the unknown. A lot of times we find safety in what we know and we fear what we don't. And so it makes sense that a lot of people are really scared right now because we just don't know what's next. But when we are fear driven, when we start making decisions based off of that fear, it makes us make decisions in the moment that we necessarily wouldn't make if we had a bigger picture. Fear kind of drives us into this survival mode. And I hate feeling like I'm living in survival mode. Survival mode is feels like you're reacting to everything instead of being proactive. And I've noticed myself doing this sometimes this year where I will be reacting to things instead of proactively living my life. Um, in order to help myself kind of get out of survival mode and start just recognizing that there is a bigger picture is that I have to remind myself that this moment, this moment in time, it's not going to last forever and that it's okay. And that it's okay to be afraid right now. And that it's okay if I'm disappointed in things that aren't the same as they used to be that all of those things are okay. And I also believe that if we can acknowledge what it is that we're actually afraid of, that it can drastically help us be able to really see those things differently and acknowledge if we're being triggered by something because we've already recognized we're afraid of it. So maybe in our life right now, we feel a lot of fear and we don't know what it's coming from. I love listing out my fears on paper. I can literally say everything that I'm afraid of. And maybe, you know, maybe it's that I'm afraid of losing my job. Um, I'm afraid of the financial hit that I have felt uh, felt this year. Um, I'm afraid of feeling lonely for much longer because I don't know how long I can sustain this. I'm afraid if the world doesn't feel like it used to because X, Y, and Z. And really being able to pinpoint what those fears are. So they're not just this like omniscient thing that just feels like it's raining down on our heads all the time has been so impactful for me because once I can know what I'm afraid of, then I can figure out steps that I can take or things that I can do to help myself feel a little bit more safe. So, which also leads me to giving yourself a break. As we're driven by fear, one of the things that helps me not make decisions that are fear-based is to give myself a break. How would I talk to myself if I was my own mother? How would I nurture myself? If I'm having an off day, being able to recognize, you know what, Ashley, today is really hard. I'm really proud of you for showing up. You feel really afraid. You feel sad. You feel disappointed. And it's okay to feel those things today. And just acknowledging everything that you've gone through and that you're processing through and to give yourself a break and to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is going to look like 
different things for everybody. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's, maybe you do need to sleep in an extra 10 minutes today instead of getting up early because you're exhausted. Maybe it's moving your body. Maybe it's going outside um, on a walk or being in nature. But that thing that you need to take care of yourself can really help the feelings of fear lessen because then it invites feelings of love. And something that I have found is that it's really hard for fear and love to coexist. It's really, really hard. And so if we can start responding to fear and not be fear-driven, but be love-driven, that helps shift our mentality in embracing change. Every time now that I make a decision, something that I'm just subconsciously doing is asking myself, am I doing this because I'm afraid or am I doing this because I'm making a decision that's just based off of love? Love for your family, love for myself, love for the work I'm doing, love for the world around me, love for my future, love for my past, love for my present. Like start really asking yourself, am I making this choice because I'm afraid? And if I am, what better decision can I make if I make it because it's being driven by love? So that's number one. Number two, (laughs) number two is really hard. Two is let go of control and hold on to peace. And you might be saying, well, everything feels out of control. I have no control, but we still want to control it, right? Like we can, we can often say, well, I'm embracing change and I want to invite change, but we, we want to control the change that's happening. We want to be the one who decides, well, this is too much change or not enough change. And I like this change, but I don't like that change. So I don't want that in, but embracing change means that we learn how to let go of control and hold on to peace. I think a lot of times we hold really tightly, we white knuckle being in control in our lives, but we've never been in control of our lives. We don't have control over everything that happens in our lives, but we like to trick ourselves into thinking that we do. But what is a better option is to hold on to peace instead. Because peace and control, again, are feelings that kind of contradict each other. Because when we are at peace with ourselves, with our lives, with the world around us, when we're in, people sometimes call it a flow. When we're able to feel that, it means that we are inviting things in and out in a natural way that we're not controlling. What I have learned about holding on to peace and letting go of control is that it's a practice. It is a practice. Sometimes I'm practicing it 24 hours a day. (laughs) And so it's easy to get frustrated, but it's also okay to remind yourself, this is a practice that I am going going to take on. Um, Right now in the state of the world and in our lives and in our communities and just unknown. Something that I do believe is very important is finding a connection with the spiritual side of yourself. And that can be you believe in God, or that can be you believe in the universe is looking out for you, or that 
can be that you're connecting to mother nature or um, an energy force of love. I do believe that there is a spiritual world that is circling all around us that can really hold us if we let it. And for me, that's where I find my greatest source of peace. My greatest source of peace comes from connection to my spiritual guidance. And for me, that is God and also the universe and being able to find those quiet moments where I'm able to remember that there is something and someone greater than me that has control that I do not have, that I can trust, that things are going to work out for me, whether now or in 50 years from now, but it helps me let go of that control. And again, you don't have to believe in God to connect to your spiritual. You can connect to that and however that makes sense for you, but that connection and bringing that peace is so important. Number three on and how we can really embrace change, specifically during this pandemic, is taking it day by day. I think a lot of times we do, we do want to climb up on that boulder and see the whole picture. And you know what? That's just not always possible. Often it's not possible. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No matter if there's a pandemic or not, the only guarantee that we have in our lives is in this moment, is in today, which is why it's always so important that we take charge of our moment and our day because it's the only thing that we do have the control over. You know, we talk about wanting control, but then a lot of times we don't want to be in our present moment, which is the only place we can have control. (laughs) So it's a very conflicting idea that we have as humans, but being able to take it day by day and knowing that, okay, today, this is the best decision that I can make for myself and my family. And I often ask myself that, especially when I'm feeling afraid or I'm overwhelmed, I will ask myself, what is the best decision for me and my family today? Based on how I feel, based on what I know, based on current events, what does that decision, what do those decisions look like for me today? And that comes with also knowing that you're allowed to change your mind. What's best for you today might totally be different than what's going to be best for you tomorrow. And you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to shift. I think a lot of times we kind of um, back ourselves into a corner because we think that if we believe something or thought something or felt something at one point, even if it doesn't make sense for us right now to do those things that we've already committed to it. And so that's it for always and forever. But giving ourselves grace and permission to, to change our minds can help us um, embrace change in general. I also think that taking it day by day feels a lot less overwhelming because it gets really overwhelming and we get in our head a lot when we start thinking of, well, what's, what's life going to be like in six months? When can my kids go back to school? What is my job going to be doing? If we get too far in the future, we get in our heads. And that's not where our power comes from. Our power comes from being in our present moment and making the best decision for that moment. And taking it day by day is the way that we'll be able to do that.
number four. And I talk about this a lot, not just with change, but with so many things in our life. But our number four thing is focus on what you have. We can get in a scarcity mindset a lot of times, especially when we're afraid or when something's new or when something's changing, that we tell ourselves, well, we don't have enough of this, or I don't have enough knowledge of that, or I'm very unsafe because of X, Y, and Z, or I feel like all of these things are being taken away from me and I'm, I'm losing these freedoms that I once had and now I have to wear a mask and now I can hardly go to the grocery store without it being a whole ordeal or this, this, and this. And, and we start really honing in on everything that we feel has been taken away from us or that we feel has been lacking. And when we start living our lives from a place of scarcity and lack, it creates a lot of confusion for us. It creates a lot of unsafety. It creates a lot of fear. And that's also why I think a lot of people right now, I say this often, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll also know that, you know, I talk, I'm talking about how the internet can feel like a very volatile place right now. People seem to be attacking people a lot. and. And I think that a lot of that comes from us being afraid that we don't have enough. And so we start reacting in ways that we normally wouldn't. We start getting angry. We start getting um, upset and having a short fuse. And so just being able to switch that and really tell ourselves, I have enough. I have everything I need. I am enough. I am everything that I need in this moment and being able to notice your thoughts. Something that really helps me with noticing my thoughts is if if I have a thought that is not serving me, I can literally notice that thought and say, oh, that thought is not actually serving me right now. Here's a better thought that I can have instead. And it takes some really deep humility and introspection to be able to go in and and to notice those thoughts and then acknowledge that you can have a better thought, but it will help so much being able to embrace all of the change that's happening right now. Something that I love to do on focusing on the things that I do have is I make a list. I have my family. I have my husband. I have this amazing social media community that I get to connect with. And now, you know, what's so cool is that I I listed all of these things this year because like I said before, we were going to launch retreats this summer. And then that wasn't able to happen because of the pandemic. The world shut down in that particular way. And so I really had to go back and say, well, what do I have? Like, what can I still do? And as I kept thinking about my online community and everything that we're doing online, that's what really made me know that right now's the perfect time to have this podcast. And to be honest, if this pandemic did not happen, this podcast would also not be happening, which is really cool to think about. And I wanted to share that particular example with you because there's so many things in your life that you might not have right now if this change around us wasn't going on. And if we're going to recognize and give weight to the things we think are bad in our lives are hard, then that means we also have to give weight and recognize the things in our lives 
that are good and that have come from those hard things and creating that list as you write down the things that you have and then really pinpointing, okay, I have these things. So now what do I want to do with it? For me, I've been able to spend so much more time with my family. I mean, yeah, Mike and I drive each other absolutely up the walls sometimes because we are together 24 (laughs) seven, but we really get a focus on having intentional time together specifically right now. And because we are together so much, we've had to change how we spend time together. We've had to be more intentional with it. We've had to set time um, apart so that our time together doesn't all just like mesh into this one thing that drives us crazy. Um, But that is something that is nurturing and helping our relationship grow and that we're having fun in. So focus on what you have. I'm going to tell you to circle the top things that you really want to focus on right now in your life that you could even just see more magic happen inside of, whether it's spending time with your family, whether it's um, something else I've been doing this year, because we have this new home, we have this home, I have this kitchen. And if you know anything about me, you know that up until this year, I've hated cooking, I burn everything like that I've ever made in my entire life. (laughs) But I knew that I wanted to use this time to learn some new cooking skills so that when we can have people over again, that I have some really great dishes to cook them. And that right now, especially since we're not going out to eat at restaurants, I want my relationship and experience with food to be something that is serving me um, and helping my health. And so I've really been focusing on, on learning Uh, that skill and I'm excited for the things I'm learning and food and cooking now something that's fun for me so focus on what you have and allow that to ignite you instead of feeling so much loss by the things that have been taken away okay the last thing and you know we've I'm going to just recap really quick because we've talked about some hard things so the first one is is not to be fear driven and instead be love driven with your decisions the second one is to let go of control and instead hold on to peace the third one is to take things day by day and know that you're allowed to change your mind the fourth one is is to focus on what you have so this fifth one is to practice acceptance acceptance is hard (laughs) because it's really hard to to think that we should accept things that are hard in our lives. And I also think that a lot of times we think that acceptance means that we just become okay with something. And that's not what acceptance means. Acceptance means is that we really are inviting the change in our life to happen. And we know that it is working for our greater good. Right now I'm recording this podcast from what was supposed to be my baby's room. He, Jace, was supposed to be born today. If you are listening to this on September 15th, which is the podcast release date, this is the day that Jace was supposed to be born. And I'm sitting in what was supposed to be his room. And over the last couple of months, every time I would pass this room, we kept it empty for a while. Then it became kind of a storage room um, because we had furniture coming in uh, since we just had moved into our house. And I would get so sad every time I passed by this room and I would shut the door and I just wished 
that it was what I thought it was supposed to be. And I have learned that putting the supposed to's in our life really harms us. And I think with practicing acceptance means that there's no supposed to be's anymore. That we can take out, well, I was supposed to be having my baby today. This was supposed to be my baby's room. And you know what? At one point, it was that. That was the reality. But right now, me being able to practice acceptance in my life is knowing that what my reality is right now and accepting that and finding power in that. What I did to help myself accept this reality of losing my baby is that I turned this room into my creating room. This is my meditation room. This is the room that I come in to to really connect to my peace, to connect to my creativity, to to grow and create new life and new projects. And so I'm sitting on my little couch right now and I'm looking at this mural and Morgan, Morgan Harper Nichols um, actually created this mural that is in my, um, my meditation creation room. And it says, and I thought this was so perfect when I found it, I just knew how to go on my wall. But it says, she found joy right where she was. And I think that that's what practicing acceptance means. It means that no matter where you are, that you find joy. Not in a way where you're hiding from your pain, not in a way where you're not acknowledging and, and giving yourself permission to be sad and acknowledging everything that you've been through, but in a way that even if you're sitting in what was supposed to be your baby's room that's now not, that you can still find joy here, that you can still find joy in that thing. And that's what I think acceptance is and acceptance again just like letting go of control and practicing peace acceptance is a practice that's why we have to practice acceptance accepting joy in our current moment is a practice and being able to find joy where we are doesn't mean that we love this situation more than if this was my baby's room That's not what it means. What it means is that I have given myself permission to find joy in this space that is my current and new reality. Being able to practice acceptance has probably been the biggest thing that has helped me embrace change, specifically during this pandemic time. And I know that these things are hard. Oh my gosh, sister, like I know that everything that you've gone through this year is so hard. I know it. I've heard the things that you've gone through. You've been messaging them to me. I've gone through so many of them myself. It is so hard. And accepting change doesn't mean, doesn't just negate all the hard things that you've been through. But accepting change means that you are allowing yourself to keep moving forward in your life. I believe that even during a pandemic and after the pandemic, I fully believe that this time can still serve as a safe 
launching pad for you to keep moving forward. Yes, it feels different. Yes, the pain is different. Yes, the unknowns are different, but you're still here in it. And I don't believe we have to suffer through it. I believe that there's a lot of joy for us to find even right here in the middle of it. And I hope that these five things really help you and can help you maybe shift your perspective a little bit and think, hey, what do I have going for me right now that is going to add more joy, more love, more acceptance, more contentment into my life right now? Because what I have learned is that if we keep waiting for something to end and that thing never ends, we've wasted a lot of our life waiting for something that never happens when in reality, the challenge isn't, doesn't come from persevering until it's over. It comes from finding acceptance and joy when it's still happening. And I know that we can do that. So to end today, I just want to take a moment and do a little meditation with you. And I'm excited to do this because I talk a lot about how meditation has really helped guide my life, but it's really hard to know where to start. And so you can start wherever feels comfortable for you. But for me, what a meditation is, it's really thinking and focusing on those things that I want and the feelings that I want, kind of like a mantra, but so that I can visualize it and, and that I can take that feeling with me into my day. And so as we do this meditation with you right now, I don't know how long it's going to be because I didn't, I don't pre-plan my meditations. It might even just be a minute because I just want to kind of get us started here. But I want you to take this feeling that you're going to feel in the meditation, no, whatever it is with you throughout the rest of the day. And I think that's another really important thing with meditating is that there's no expectation on how you should feel or shouldn't feel, but it's more of an honoring on how you, of how you do feel and just allowing yourself to sit with that. So As always, I'm going to invite you to put your feet on the floor, put both feet on the floor. And if you even want to take off your shoes, depending on where you're at, unless you're driving, if you're driving, do not close your eyes, (laughs) but you could still listen. Um, And as you put your feet on the floor, I just want you to feel your body sink into the ground. Let it connect to the ground below you. And know that you are being supported. The ground below you and the area around you is supporting you in this very moment. Even if there's screaming kids in the background right now, they're supporting you too. And you can still find your peace even in the midst of so much noise. Close your eyes now. And as your eyes are closed, I want you to envision the color that joy feels like for you. And the color of joy might be different. It's going to be different for all of us. Maybe it's yellow and warm. Maybe it's blue and deep. Maybe it's white and bright. But whatever that color of joy is that just pops into your mind, I want you to reach out and grab that color and then just gently place it over your heart. 
And as you place that color of joy over your heart, I want you to feel your heart pumping that joy into all the other areas of your body. The joy is easily moving through your bloodstream. The joy is moving into areas of your body that maybe are sore or that have physical pain. The joy is moving all the way up into your head to create clarity of mind. And it's traveling all the way down your stomach to your pelvic area, down through your legs, down through your feet, to your very toes. And I want you to look and notice the color of your joy now that is circulating throughout your entire body. What does that feel like? And now you're going to ask joy, what does joy want you to do today? And whatever that answer is, I want you to go do it. You have permission to feel joy. Repeat after me to finish our time together. I am embracing change. I am inviting joy into my day-to-day life. I am joy. I am full of acceptance and love for my life. You can open your eyes now. Thank you for joining with me today. Now go do that thing that brings you joy. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the I Am Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from you online. So if there's something that really resonated with you, come and let me know. Share a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on Instagram at Ashley K. Lemieux so I can see what's impacting you the most. It might even help your friends. And remember, every time you ask yourself, am I really strong enough to do this? The answer is, I am. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.